It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone. My jacket's gone. I threw it midway through the game. I got no idea where it is. Woo! What a win. That was remarkable. As the Utah Jazz defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers 104-101. There is a lot to talk about tonight, but just overall... For a team that had just gone through the ringer. And we talked the last time about how they had just kind of lost their collective soul. How big a deal for this team to get this win? It was huge. I mean, totally huge. And, and for a number of reasons is that, first of all, you want to break this losing streak. Secondly, you want to beat one of the better teams in the NBA. And you're doing it shorthanded. Uh, and, and as Tabo said in the, in the pregame, you know, the game plan worked. And you, you like to go through a basketball game where the game plan works. It makes Coach feel good there as well. So the Jazz are down 10 at the end of one. They outscore Cleveland by five in the second quarter to get it down to five, I think largely because two timeouts were called early and they got to play an extended run at altitude. They then blitz Cleveland to open the third on a 19-3 to run. That's where the game swung the first time. Take me back there. What was the key in that period of time? Again, uh, I think Rubio was a total package tonight. I think he really made the big difference. He made some big shots, but he also kept the pace of the the guys running and and moving without the basketball and those type of things. When he's doing that, everyone seems to be involved. And and true enough, he made some big shots. He was 6 for 12, had another double-double, as you mentioned, rebounds and, and assists. But that third quarter, when things were going well for the Jazz, you could um, uh, end up having to sit LeBron James because they were getting tired, getting spent out there on the floor. So the altitude plays a big part in that. And, and uh, out of necessity, Tyron Lue had to call timeouts. I mean, because the Jazz were on a run, and and they just got tired. I mean, hey, if it works for you, use it. So Ricky Rubio's unbelievable in that third quarter. He had a great night. 16 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. And give Quinn Snyder credit because he doesn't close with him tonight. He actually closes with Rodney Hood, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Tavo Cephalosha, and Derek Favors to close the night instead. The Jazz do not play the end of the third quarter well at all. And so the the game gets a little closer. By the time LeBron checks back in, it's an 8-point game with 8 to play. And the Cleveland Cavaliers huffed and they puffed. And it sure felt like they were going to knock the door down. I don't think they ever took the lead. What did the Jazz do late that allowed them to hold them off? I think it wasn't that their defense was just that great. It was that they made some bigger shots on their end of the floor. And you can get all that credit to Donovan Mitchell, who kept, when it was down to a one-point lead, he got two-pointed, took it back up to a three, you know, that type of thing. But the rebounding and not giving the Cavaliers that second chance, you know, Ron, had those. Uh, what are you yes. seeing at? What are you seeing at? Let me go back to the Donovan thing. What? Do, what do you? Because I want to go to Derek because he was great late, and I want to go to Tabo because he made the defensive stop. But let, let's start with with Donovan. Mm-hmm. He just went head to head with LeBron James in his thirty fifth game of his NBA career. I think this is what it boils down to. We heard Igor say at the half, at the half. What did he say? Our guys he, gave him too much respect. Too much respect. And Donovan Mitchell is is feeling that right now. I'm not giving anyone respect. My name is Donovan Mitchell. I'm in this league. I'm making a point. I want everyone to know my name. So, and, and Igor was flat on, you know, giving this team too much respect. 
not playing the way you, the, that you know you can play, hey, it worked out. One of the key plays of the night, Donovan surprises J.R. Smith with a drive yeah. to the basket. Go, go back to that one. Well, this is because you know, they know how much, every team, every player knows how much time is on the clock. Okay, uh, J.R. Smith was trying, he, he knew that Donovan Mitchell was going to go one-on-one with him, but he didn't think he was going to go that quickly. And he, he I, I thought he was relaxed. You know, he, he wasn't in that in that defensive stance. He was in his defensive stance, but he wasn't ready to defend. And Donovan blows right by him and surprised the heck out of him, gets all the way to the basket. Now, once he got to the basket, he wasn't alone when he finished at the rim. I mean, it was two guys there, and he had to still finish uh, finish the play. But Don, uh, J.R. Smith was the one that, that actually messed that up because he wasn't ready to defend. What impresses you the most on Donovan? The skill set or the attitude that, all right, you want me to take this and carry us to the finish line? I'll take it. You know, David, I'm going to say attitude because I know that he feels like, I mean, I know what it feels like to know that, that my, the measuring stick is, is, is there. I mean, that measuring stick for him came early in this, early in this rookie season, early in the year, back in October, back in, in, in the early part of November, that he knew he could play in this league. And now it just gets better and better to the point where he thinks I'm a star in this league and I don't have, need to take a back seat to anyone. So you mentioned it when Igor said you gave him too much respect. One of the key plays of the game to me is that Tabo Cephalosa forces LeBron into a turnover. LeBron doesn't want to give Tabo the ball. Tabo tries to grab the ball away. The two of them get tacked up. But it was Tabo standing up saying, I'm not scared of this guy. I faced him before. I was with Oklahoma City in the finals. And then that comes to fruition on the key defensive play of the night when LeBron goes one-on-one on Tabo, and he stoned him. Yeah. Hey, every player, NBA player in this league has a scrapbook. Tabo has one, too. He's been in this league, what, 13, 14 years? Or 14 years, I think. And, you know, he's done some, some good things. And one of the good things and what he's been known for in this league is his defense. And, and you don't be a good defensive player by being soft and being passive out there on the floor. So, you know, challenge guys like that, you know. And, and I thought LeBron James was going to come back and try to go right at him. He did. Sabo was right there in front of him in the closing second of the ball game, took the hit, and LeBron didn't have enough legs to finish to get the ball over the rim. 38 minutes on his 33rd birthday for LeBron. The final one that's got to get some credits favors. They used him off the picket. He got two fouls early. And then they used him. They were doubling Mitchell or hard hedging. I couldn't. They weren't. I couldn't tell actually if they. Mitchell actually never held the ball long enough to figure out whether they were actually holding two guys on him because he did the right play almost every time when two guys went on him. And so Derek had to make a tremendous amount of plays tonight in the middle of the lane. It was great. Yeah, and one other thing you can add to that is that um, when, when LeBron plays pick and roll with Kevin Love, you know they were stretching. Derek Favors out far enough to where it was awfully difficult for him to get back and defend Kevin Love. And, and Kevin got started in that first half, made some threes, uh, but then, you know, he started being able to get back there. Kevin misses a couple of them, but, you know, that's a big job for, for, for Derek, who's at that center position, to have a cover so much ground to try to defend Kevin Love, who's a great three-point shooter. All right, final thing, and there's a lot of viewers going in today and a lot of different questions coming on, so I apologize. Not able to get to a lot of the questions tonight. Um, and a lot, most of them are just, this is awesome, and we agree with you 100%. This month has been brutal. Um, and the question that I asked you, that I asked Quinn Snyder, and I don't think anyone knew the answer to before the night started, and maybe we still don't know the answer. 
is how much of the Jazz struggles have been because there's something wrong with the Jazz and how much of it's been the schedule and the opponents. And that, that was the question I think we've all been asking, and it's been hard to tell because coming in this game for the last five games, the Jazz were last in the NBA offensively and last in the league defensively. So it felt like it was awful. But on the other end, the Jazz just played a month in which when you and I looked at it, we thought it would be tremendous if they won five games, and they did. They had to wait to the last game of the season in order to get, get to that five and beat, uh, beat a great basketball team. But, you know, this is every coach would love to be healthy all season long. Every coach would like to, to, to have that starting five that they pencil in at the beginning of the year and, and uh, just ride right through the season, get into the playoffs. There's so much goals into winning a basketball game, not just through the season. you got to win one at a time here, and, and it's just awfully difficult to do. So what Quinn has been able to do, and we listen to, to, to him talk to his players in practice, keeping them positive and, and thinking, okay, uh, stick to our game plan, attack. I mean, you, you listen to all the, these little things that he says to his players in practice, and it's hard keeping guys' morale up, especially when they lose, and, and I just think he's doing a marvelous job. By the way, i got to just say, there's two signs of how big a deal Donovan Mitchell is. There's a guy over here, you can't see him because I don't have, can't have him in the camera, who just put his new Donovan Mitchell over the top of his old Donovan Mitchell shirt. The guy's only been with us for 35 <laughs> games. And the other one is that at the end of the night, Donovan Mitchell's being interviewed by Kristen Kenny. If you've been following the team this year, Donovan started this thing in Orlando where Rodney got hot. So he squirted water on top of Rodney, and everyone kind of thought it was an interesting thing that a rookie would do it. Typical to Donovan with his maturity. When asked about it, Donovan said, they're going to popcorn my car anyway. What the heck's the difference if they do a little extra popcorn because I squirted them with water? Since then, Donovan's been the show, so they're squirting him with water. Tonight it was Greg Miller, the owner of the Jazz, that walked up behind Donovan Mitchell and poured water on top of him. A remarkable win. Donovan Mitchell goes head-to-head with LeBron. Tabo shows his veteran prowess. Donovan goes 10 of 17 in 38 minutes, six of, 7 of 8 from the free throw line. He hits 29 threes. He has 29 points. He has tied Damian Lillard for the most threes ever in NBA in his opening stretch of games. He's the fifth most points ever in December by a rookie as he surpassed Allen Iverson tonight. He actually might have moved to fourth, but I don't have the numbers in front of me. The kid's the show. It's real. He'll be back in action Wednesday against DeMarcus and Anthony Davis. And the last time he played the Pelicans, oh, yeah, he had 41. So the Jazz finish a great win. We're juiced. Thanks for staying with us. Super night, and uh, have a good night. Enjoy it. Be safe on New Year's. We'll talk to you, I think, January, whatever, third it is, I think, against the Pelicans. Hi, guys. This is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.